thousand years of recorded history. Only a handful of days are marked by climactic events. Benjamin, Podfather. Well, we are in an emergency podcast. I am your host, the Podfather, and I am joined with my co-host, Benjamin Washnick. Uh, Benjamin, we have a special third guest here tonight in this crucial hour. Would you like to introduce um, our third guest? Sure, sure. I can, uh, I can kind of take that over. Um, in times, in tough times like these, I felt that we needed the steady guiding hand of our commissioner, Eric Maury. Eric, how are you this evening? Hey guys, um, yeah, I'd like to say good. Obviously, uh, joining you guys here on a somber note, um, but yeah, let's uh, let's just get into it uh, and work through these things. Yeah, so I mean, like the first thing that just comes to mind is what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like David Stern talking to the media after the malice in the palace. Yeah, I as well feel like uh, the what the fuck was rhetorical. But yeah, I, I just watched actually uh, Roger Goodell uh, addressing the media today about the owners meeting. He brought up about four or five points and none of them were Dan Snyder. And then the first eight questions were all about Dan Snyder. I feel that's kind of how this pod's going to go, where every question is just going to be, what the fuck, Joe? Yeah, so, I mean, question number one to you, Mao, is um, this league was was essentially established around the new and improved league. How do you feel that's gone so far? Uh, if If you asked me six hours ago, I would have had a much different answer, Bjorn. To be frank with you, um, at this point, uh, I think things were better when we had Kaja in it. I would second that. Um, so let's get into the details of this trade. Woj, I know you have it at the tip of your tongue. Do you want to just quick uh, go over who uh, who was um, moved from? The leaky buttholes, PC Will Reby, and then from PC Will Reby into the leaky buttholes. Well, let's start with let's start with what PC Will Reby gave away because I don't think that that's really where the bone to pick is. Um, so, starting off tight end Cal Pitts, massive underachieving year this far, ton of talent. He's, he's the Pitts. Yeah, really is. Um, Algier, uh, running back for the Falcons. He, I just looked, he has 27 fantasy points on the season through six games. Um, Olave, uh, wide receiver. Brees Hall, who's, who seems to be the darling of kind of this side of the uh, of the trade. And then Devontae Smith. I guess, does anyone have kind of a, an overall assessment of those five players yeah I mean my assessment is Pitts gets him nothing immediate Olave gets him nothing 
to really salvage the season. Algier gets him nothing to salvage the season. Um, Brees Hall is gives him a keeper. That's why he did the trade. And then it's uh, not a Devon- super good keeper, though. It's not like he was drafted no. in the ninth round. No, and then Devontae Smith does nothing for him to improve his team. It's just, it's literally just like a double-barreled FU from the, the warm Minneapolis uh, Council Bluffs just saying, this league, I'm terrible for the first time. I'm just going to punt and or take my ball and go home, as, as our commissioner um, said in a text message. So, kind of jumping to the other side of the deal, which is, I think, what has everyone up in arms. Um, the leaky buttholes, what they've given up, are kind of the cornerstone, I think, of the deal. Jonathan Taylor, number one overall pick. Been hampered by injuries. Stuck in an offense that's not quite humming. You know, they've, they've put up some points the past couple of weeks. Uh, Michael Pittman, receiver, same offense been very consistent throughout the entire year just had 13 catches for 150 yeah. something yeah. yeah I had him in another league and it was very pleased by that and I think this is where things really kind of fall off the tracks um, AJ Brown included in there who is a top 10 fantasy receiver this year for what I mean he seems like he's just thrown in there almost like just like scraps and then lastly Cream Hunt I mean not saying Cream Hunt is, you know, the bell of the ball, but with one injury, he immediately becomes a top five fantasy running back. No matter what happens to to Algier, or the hell they say the guy's name, he will never be in a situation where he's going to be even a top ten running back in fantasy. No, so so you think about it, you're giving up Jonathan Taylor and Kareem Hunt for Brees Hall in something to be called Tyler Algier. Yeah. I mean, if, if this ha- if this trade went down six weeks ago when this league was full of integrity and, and uh, more prosperous, it would be even more of a laughing stock than today. Like, it would be a calamity. It's it's troubling. Yeah, troubling is the is the right word there. Uh, it's yeah, it's hard to wrap the head around this one. It, it is a it is a big fu to the rest of. The I'm out of this and could care fucking less if you guys have fun. And, and I think which I know if there's been many text messages that have been flying around. I think we wouldn't have a problem if it was Pittman for Olave or even AJ Brown for Olave straight up. Um, kind of a one for one type deal. Even JT for, for Brees, I, I get the, the concept of being on six and being way behind in points and, and kind of, you know, turn your sights to next season. I totally understand that. And I think we, we would meet, we would be, you know, I think we'd be like, yeah, obviously I understand where he's coming from here. Don't feel great about it, but but there wouldn't be this type of uproar. 
issue at hand here, and I think this is where everyone has a problem, is that it was like four one-for-ones into one deal. You can only keep one player. It's different if you could keep three players next year, but you can only keep one of them. Right, yeah. If you want to trade RB5 to for RB10 for the keeper, fine. If you want to say you're high on Alave over Pittman, I, I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> there's no there's no uh, comparison. Then AJ Brown's just the free guy that he was thrown in here. He's a top eight receiver. And it's, it's almost like he did him a favor by taking Algier. Like Wade must have been like, "Hey, I actually need to clear up a roster spot to make this work." And he's like, "Hey, guess what? I'll do you another solid." I think I think at that point, Wade was the one who needed it to happen. And Joe was like, "Fuck! I don't want to drop one Dale. He's actually better than Algier." <laughs> but he had to drop one Dale, which. Uh. I, yeah, I, I don't know. That honestly, Wandale might fetch more than Mike Boone did a few weeks ago. What was that? Like sixty dollars or something? It was predictable. I wouldn't be surprised if he fetched top dollar on the wire. You know, the and I'd hate to even bring this up, but the the trade is so lopsided, it feels like a little collusion. Like there could be some I mean, yeah. I mean that there could be some money coming back on the other on the on the uh, at the end of the season if if things go as now they are heavily tilted towards going. Boy, that is uh, that's an interesting parallel to what I brought up earlier in the den. Do you guys think Wade has dirt on Joe? <laughs> Does Wade have dirt on any of the other owners? There was. An eerie silence on the nail now now string today after this trade. How many owners does Wade have dirt on? That's a great call. I mean, the only the only real time I've ever spent a lot of time with Wade is is he uh, he fleeced me for a case of beer that I actually <laughs> never bought him. Um, <laughs> but I lost that bet. But it seems like a pretty stand up guy. I don't know. Well, he obviously got dirt on you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm probably uh, in a bit of a tough spot, but I, I, I was honestly busy all day, and then all of a sudden my phone started blowing up, and I didn't even have a chance to look at it. And then, I mean, when when I finally got into the app and, and, and took a look at what was going on, I, I, I mean, I honestly put my head in my hands and I, I started to sob. <laughs> and. and and what part of of the dealings made you the most sad, Woj? Well, yeah. Why don't I, you just take I, us through the harrowing couple minutes after you read that, after you opened your app, just kind of play by play? Well, when I first looked at it, I, I, I kind of, I didn't necessarily like. I, I knew there had been talks about. Pittman, Olave, potentially like that being a deal, and then I heard talks that there was potentially Breeze again for JT being a deal. Um, again, either of them, I, I, I would have understood um, to a point and been like, both of them together would have been a lot to stomach. But I guess like at this early in the season, you're trying to give yourself as many keeper keeper options. Right, it's a long year; people get hurt. 
Um, so, I mean, there, there would have been a pretty big uproar, but, and, and then like, I, so I didn't even necessarily notice AJ Brown was in the deal. Like and I had to go back in it again. And then I saw that that's when the tears started to flow uncontrollably. <laughs> I had to pull over. Well, that's, that's hard to listen to. And I, unfortunately, I think that's a shared experience for a lot of your league mates uh, at various times throughout the day when they, you know, were able to pick up the app and, and track what was happening. Um, it, it was, for me, I, I kind of had a, a similar experience where my stomach was absolutely queasy when I was reading down it. And I I actually didn't even realize that JT was in the offer. And then I, and I was already feeling queasy about it. And then when I looked back and saw that Jonathan Taylor, this year's number one overall draft pick was also thrown in. And that really, uh, really sent me on a tailspin. It's interesting hearing your guys' recap of, of when you saw it, how this trade went down when you opened that app. I remember exactly where I was when I heard that little thing from my phone and it was an email. And I mean, you're not expecting to see something like this come through email. And I opened it up and I literally had to just drop my phone. It actually, it's it's taken me into a bad spot now. So let's move. Let's let's kind of shift gears here. Uh, so, changing gears, Beach. I mean, I think the, the 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 one question now, since the deed is done, is where does the league go from here? It's a great great question for. Our fearless leader, Mo Bamba. Ah, boy, I, I appreciate the uh, the introduction there. And boy, if, if you understood the just the whirlwind of emotions I'm going through today, you you'd have no business calling me fearless. Today, I I looked <laughs> death in the eye, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I, I was terrified. By what I saw. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I want to have a sit down with, you know, some one on ones, some two on ones, you know, some mix them ups and, and get some of the owners' input here. And yeah, just try to chart a course out of this absolute shitstorm that, that we've been placed into. Um, I, I don't know what the future looks like, but I can't imagine it looks grimmer than it does right now. And, and I think I've shared the, I've shared my opinion previously in, in, in previous years about the option of bringing in a 13th member to the league. So, and as I proposed it previously, is that the 13th member at the end of the year, the champion... Or, I mean, you can be do do a multitude of different ways. I think one would be the champion, or another one would be the rest of the league votes, and whoever has the most votes or whoever the champion picks gets kicked out of the league for the next year 
that 13th person then slides in happens all again next year. Um, I, I think now would be, uh, would be apropos for the commissioner to pull that lever. Uh, give me a second here. I got a, uh, Google apropos. <laughs> I'm not the, sure that was used correctly. The, the, um, the only problem with that Woj is I think you'd have to instantly find a 14th member because I don't see how the leakies could ever get voted back in. Well, it, 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 it just automatically be back in after a year out. Um, and then somebody else would be voted out. But but if we were voting, if, if that person who was voted out then had to be voted back in, yeah, then we we, we, we would just move back to a 12-team league with the leaky. With the leakies being a folded franchise. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious about that. I mean, that is a very, this is a this is a very serious claim I'm making. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's exactly why I said we need to find that 14th team to keep your format in place because when the leakies are honorably, dis- dishonorably discharged, <laughs> I don't see how they could make a, amends from their egregious act. So, so let me drop a hypothetical on both of you guys right now. Um, and I'd like to hear your opinions on it. So, in, in an alternate universe, Joe is Joe, Joe is in, in fifth place. He is the consuls. He is four and two. He is in the mix. Um, there is a chasm, you know, between the top six currently, and, and then there, you know, this kind of a, a five-team underbelly, um, and then a, a a a straggler at the end. We don't who whoever whoever that person may be, and this deal goes off. How would fifth place leaky buttholes react to a move like this? Uh, the only thing that comes to mind for me, which is consistent to what he did today, is irrationally. There would be a rat irrational maneuvers done in being in that fifth place and just throwing out claims he's leaving the league he would be on a war path through everybody on the tech string until the trade got vetoed that's my opinion I think that, I think there's a lot of truth to that Beach. I, I, I don't want to go hot take nation on you but if, if Leaky Buttholes is in fifth place, I don't think that person in 12th place is in the league right now anymore. You're saying five hours later. I'm, I'm saying they're out already. I'm saying they're they're on a beach with Kyle Kasha right now. I, I, think there's a lot of truth. I think there's a lot of truth to that as well, Maury. Well, this puts us in a precarious spot. Um, obviously, it's a situation that nobody wanted to deal with today, especially being the commissioner. It, your, your hard part is supposed to be over, other than giving us our money back and not gambling it away between entry fee time till now. 
Um, I guess the biggest thing that has upset me in just in the question of asking the leakies, you know, what happened or how how did this come about is, is he said, why don't you talk about it on the pod? Um, it seems like there's no regard for the egregious act he's had and there's no feelings of being sorry for his actions. Yeah, he's been pretty open about knowing that he was being fleeced. I, I think I've heard the term fleeced for Brees as like a, a positive. Yeah, there's nothing positive about it in my mind. No, I have an unpositive sentiment towards that as well. It, it is tough to come up with words right now. Well, I think we can wrap up this emergency podcast um, around the leaky buttholes. Um, do you want to have any closing comments, Commissioner Mobamba? I, I tell you what, Bjorn, I, I, I think that uh, I think we could honestly we could talk about this until uh, kickoff Sunday morning. Um, but I think right now what's important and what's judicious is to get this podcast uh, completed, edited and get it get it out to them to the owners that have been so so deeply affected so hurt and really just uprooted today uh through no fault of their own so i, I would agree um unless uh consoles want to add something i would agree that yeah it's a good idea to wrap it up uh, all i have is league ruined We'll have to start looking at format changes. I'm just just wanted to. If Joe's listening, I just want to let him know that I'm really disappointed in his actions. We'll leave it at that. Thanks, everybody.